0: Welcome, Pewter Report readers and listeners to another edition, a nighttime edition, primetime edition of the Pewter Report Podcast, energized by Celsius. I am John Ledyard from Pewterreport.com along with me today. This man right here, you see him on the graphics, Stephen Che in his top 100 NFL players list. We're going to break this thing down, Stephen. I'm excited to do it with you. I'm always excited when you come on the podcast, man. You bring the energy and you always bring some fun, unique perspectives. So it's great to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a fun time. I've been putting out... I feel like I kind of, if I'm being honest, I like kind of botched the this list. Like I, I started releasing it weekly, and then ESPN came out with theirs. I'm like, oh dang it! I just wanted to get up for the NFL Top 100, but uh, good good things to know for next year. But I got some fun stuff coming next week. The final 20 are going to be revealed.
0: Yes, I got a little sneak peek before we went live on the air of some of the things Steven's working on. Uh, for next week and so y'all are definitely gonna be wanted to want to be tuned into his twitter account because there's gonna be some good fun stuff happening there and you're gonna want to check out that we're gonna talk about this top 100 today uh Stephen, because you've got some i dm'd you about it oh, what a week ago maybe and i was like mm-hmm. what's going on here and there were some questions i had so i'm excited to get your answers on the show today by the way, yes, if you're seeing me and you're used to watching the podcast, I am not where I normally am. I'm in Pennsylvania right now. I'm at a different house, not where I normally broadcast from. So we are rolling with it, babe. We don't have the, the fancy backdrop, but we're rolling with it. Uh, we're we're making the best of the situation that we got. And it's, it's great. The connection that some of y'all complain about might even be better here. So we'll see. But um, yeah, we're going to get to this top 100 in a second here. But I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the title sponsor of today's show and all of our shows in the Peter Report podcast the wonderful talents of our friends over at Celsius and their Celsius energy drinks, which I am going through withdrawal now as we are on this road trip through PA. And we I have not gotten to stop and get myself some Celsius for a couple of days now. And when I tell you, I was feeling it today, ladies and gentlemen, I was feeling it. So get yourself some Celsius. It is the best energy drink out there. There is no crash. There is unbelievable taste. There is, uh, there's, there's no sugar in these things. Like it's incredible that they get that taste without it, all the flavors in the world. So make sure you check out Celsius, go to Celsius.com, figure out where they are around you at the store locator option, or click on those banner ads over at Peter report and get yourself a couple different flavors of Celsius today. All right, Steven, we got a lot to break down on this show and I want to make sure we touch on all of it. But we've got this beautiful, this wonderful top 100 of yours. And we are going to put it up over our faces. So I apologize, people who are watching. But this top 100, and yeah, you may need to expand your screen a little bit if you're watching this on the laptop. But this thing is impressive, dude. There's a lot going on here, first of all. How difficult was this list to put together? Because this requires not just a knowledge of the box, which obviously we'll focus on today, but a pretty extensive knowledge of all the teams in the league.
1: Yeah, well, you know, one of the things I I'd pride myself on is not being too much of a homer. So uh, I do try to m- remove a lot of bias. Obviously, I do favor a lot of Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, coincidentally, are the most represented team on the list. But, uh, you yeah, know, they are the Super Bowl champions and almost unanimously across the league have the best and deepest roster. So that kind of went hand in hand. But, yeah, I mean, I... Pride myself in watching a lot of the games, studying the whole league, and, uh, you know, you and I are part of, uh, I guess, what we consider the film community, Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that we're not necessarily watching live, but we come across during the week. Uh, And just consulting with a lot of different guys, something that's been awesome uh, for being in my position over the years is you go to some of these events, you go to, uh, you know, the senior bowl, you go to a bunch of games, you actually network with people, uh, and you feel comfortable. uh, You know, I have contacts on a bunch of different teams and Mm -hmm. people that are out of the league now, uh, but still keep up with the game. And I've ran this list by several people and gotten several different revisions uh, and pointers about who to move up, who to move down. Uh, I'd be happy to share some of those guys that yeah. um, I originally had a lot lower or higher. And we're just kind of uh, giving the heads up to maybe revise or take a second look at. Um, but yeah, shout out to my guy, uh, Richie, uh, who helped with this graphic. has uh, been yeah. helpful getting this off the ground. But uh, yeah, this has been a really fun project. And uh, I'm excited to see the conclusion through this week
0: right i know already people are kind of looking over this list and thinking of ways that they want to try and revise it themselves or savage questions that they'd like to ask you so let those fly in the chat i know some of you already have keep that coming we'll try to rope back and get to a lot of those some people have already mentioned that they want us to talk about a guy who is not on this list yet i think i can say yet in tom brady in the news that came out today and now bruce arian said on the Peter report podcast a few months ago that he said that brady had dealt with an mcl injury and that was so we knew that part we didn't know until Ian Rapoport's report today. It was a fully torn MCL. How is this possible, Stephen J?
1: I mean, looking on uh, like WebMDM and, and those type of things, that's and general NFL players, the torn MCL. It's like a two to six week recovery time. So the fact that he is playing with this, I think, and you know, obviously playing very well at a high level, winning a Super Bowl, right. uh, just kind of adds to the mystique and the lore of the goat.
0: It is true man what a oh, what an unbelievable chapter in the whole thing <laughs> that season just think about the context of his season like just I mean, just mind boggling the stuff I, that he had to
1: deal with the the bucks are almost becoming patriot like in the fact that they kind of squirreled this injury away and kind of hid it for a while because yes like on your guy's show it was revealed like there was some type of issue with the MCL but um back when it was originally reported it there was talks about oh it was just some cleanup from something right. from his original ACL tear which was what like two thousand and nine or something like that or two thousand eight yeah um so the the fact that they were so secretive about this and you know it's what July fifteenth sixteenth yeah it's, it's this is coming out you know five months after the last game they played is is pretty remarkable secrecy. Right. I know it is. it,
0: And somebody had said it. It was somebody. I wish I could remember who it was. I should have looked before the show. I apologize to whoever in the Patriots community said it. One of the reporters there said they had heard ben, from a ben source Biolan. Thing. Was that who it was? Okay. Yep, so from Boston Globe. Right. So he mentioned at the outset that, that once it came out with this injury was, it was just going to add another chapter to the legend of the goat in it. It certainly has done that, no doubt about that. Just really incredible stuff. I want to let people know about another place they can get other incredible stuff over on Spotify Greenroom. It's changing the way we talk sports. It's the only place for live audio conversations about the takes, rumors, news, and teams you care about. React to sports news as it happens. Gather all your friends and watch parties for the biggest games. Rep your favorite teams and find your community. Better Sports Talk is just a tap away. Download on the Apple App Store and join the conversation today over on Spotify Greenroom. We've got great stuff going on there, even with the Pewter Report account. Our own JC Allen going to be taking over some shows on there. Going to be fun stuff, so make sure you're following Pewter Report on Spotify Greenroom. Hey, we got some Bucks news today, too, and a guy that I want to start this list with, uh, your top 100, who is not on there, is a man named Chris Godwin, who will now be playing on the franchise tag for the Bucks this season uh, and probably looking for a big deal in the offseason If he can put it all together, I think it's a smart decision probably by him. Uh, I think the bucks would have loved to get him if they could now, uh, when the market for wide receiver seems down, but Godwin is really betting on himself and betting that the market turns back. I think it's a pretty smart bet by him, but you don't have him in your top 100, Stephen. And I was stunned by this. I didn't, I thought he'd find a slot in there.
1: Yeah. So I told you I ran this by a bunch of people in the league. Um, the one name that I got heat for from Bucks people once they saw the list was like, there's no Chris Godwin here? Like, are you kidding me? And it's hard based on the past year. So he dealt with a lot of injuries, uh, right. obviously. And then when you see him back healthy, the playoffs, I mean, the playoffs were the most one of the most un-Chris Godwin-like performances. I mean, he's... Last year, I think he had one drop in 2019, 2020, you know, you go through the playoffs and I think he has four drops in the Washington game. He has a really big drop in the Packers game and you just kind of wonder about the guy, um, you know, the franchise tag, you alluded to it. I think it's kind of a smart move from both sides. The Bucks are certainly counting on Godwin bouncing back. He dealt with so many injuries last year. Um, you know, with the concussion, the finger, um, I think he had a hamstring. So, um, but they're also with the franchise tag, they're saving money. Like, uh, because uh, a long term deal, he likely is in keen, you know, even with the cap, he's likely in Keenan Allen territory, about $20 million a year. Um, now they get him at, I think, like 16 and a half. So they're saving a little bit of money against the cap, keeping more of that core together. We'll see what happens after this year. Hopefully the guy gets paid because he's a really humble guy, uh, works his tail off, uh, great blocker, great receiver, typically great hands. We just saw kind of an anomaly, and hopefully he can stay healthy and cash in.
0: Yeah, let me ask you this, okay? No Chris Godwin in this top 100. I'm just looking at the bottom of this list. Adam Thielen. I'm looking just at wide receivers here. do yep. not even going to try and do a cross-position comparison sure. yet. But Amari yep. Cooper, Terry McLaurin, these are some wideouts who just made it onto the list. Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, those yep. are all guys in the 80s, 90s range on this list. Mm-hmm. I would probably squabble with you that Godwin's already better than a few of these guys, or I'd personally had him ranked higher than a few of these guys, but everybody squabbles about that kind of stuff. That's that's part of the fun with it. My yep. question to you is, how how easy do you think it's going to be for him to move past past, let's say past, most of those guys in the 80s and 90s and really work his way up this board? Is it another season like he had in 2019?
1: yeah i think with that he's like pretty easily up there so um i didn't include it in the graphic just because it didn't really make much sense but i did like a just missed the cut so um uh, nfl network does 10 guys missed cut, so i did 11 uh so uh i ranked chris godwin at 105 overall so he's the next receiver i have after Thielen. okay um but just given his injuries the past year the questions about drops uh you know this is almost like a franchise tag for him on this type of list like let's see it for a full year with you know a good team we're not just playing catch up all the time with Jameis. Uh, i certainly believe he can do it. i certainly believe he deserves to be in that yeah um i think you know the the receiver group overall is pr- like you could really argue outside of I think the top four guys which have yet to be named Um, but everyone that has been named so far so DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Allen Robinson, Julio Jones, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, and Adam Thielen you could really argue that you know even guys on the bottom can be right up there you know sniffing uh, you know. The mid 5 to 10 range so um the separation between all these guys is not huge i mean the nfl is a league full of elite elite players so you know right. we're really parsing hairs when we're doing this
0: that's a good point and it's something to always keep in mind when you're talking about a top 100 everybody thinks they can do it until you sit down and try the exercise like yeah. you, you and i've talked about this how freaking hard is it dude like there's so many very hard artists. yeah
1: very hard because like you can rank positional like top tens and it's it's really not that bad but they're it's hard to compare really good guard play against really good cornerback play and you're yeah. kind of valuing that and a lot of that is like internally like how do you value those positions what are your key positions like guard and center typically like we'll see this in drafts are later round picks they're, you're not typically, you know, you do see a Quentin Nelson go, uh, you know, top 10 overall once in a while, but you don't typically see those guys super high. Um, one thing, so I actually did this last year too, and I had Quentin Nelson three overall, and I got a lot of blowback from uh people in the league and also former offensive linemen that were like, guy, like Quentin Nelson's not even the best guard in the league, like Zach Martin is better than him. Wow. Um, I so I agree with that. So um yeah, like what I guess uh I, I guess this is just a good exercise doing this and this year right. is a little bit of a, a a correction on him like he's, I believe my 40 uh 40 second player um okay. overall um, and he's right in there he's guard two. he's right behind Wyatt Teller. he's right above Zach Martin Zach Martin obviously dealt with a bunch of injuries is a little bit older this year um, and this is a list going into this season so
0: okay, so um, you use some positional value to make this list. Which yes. might be why uh, Ryan Jensen and Ali Marpet also don't make the list, right?
1: Correct. They were also in my in my like just cutoff, and I did have right. some feedback. Jensen should probably be on the list,
0: right? And uh, you know, in your fairness to you, you're trying to be uh, looking non-biased here, right? Like everybody knows your Bucks fan. You got to work extra hard to get them off your back, right?
1: So, so uh, one of one, a funny exchange um, uh, for myself and an anonymous source who uh, is at the league. Um, I was like, if there's too many bucks on the list, like I can't have this many bucks on the list. And the response I just got was Super Bowl champs.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. So <laughs> looks uh, good. Yeah.
0: yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Gary says the top 20 is missing. Thank you, Gary. Yes, that will be released. Visit it this week and next week or just this? Week? Uh,
1: so it is Monday and Thursday. So, okay, so those, Monday those are coming week. this week.
0: Okay. Thursday. Next, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So you're going to yep. get those top 20, Gary, just hang in there. Make yep. sure you follow Stephen Che on Twitter. Uh, to get those answers. Um Here we go. A non-box question, but it's the first one we have, and I promise we get to him. Long lost Glazer, always is a faithful listener of the pod and, and uh, always asks good questions, uh, wants to know, Corey Lindsley, one spot above Bakhtiari, is something else. A good center over a great left tackle from the same O-line, same scheme, would like a breakdown on that one.
1: Yep, so this, this is actually one of the ones that I got the most blowback on. I think David Bakhtiari is a top 30 guy easily, but he got hurt. On New Year's Eve, there's questions about if he's going to be able to start the season. Uh, I think most likely, what's going to happen is he's going to start on pup. Um, so that is the reason why he's ranked lower. Corey Lindsay, obviously going to the Chargers, he's a first-team All-Pro center. Um, so certainly, you know, should probably be on the list. Kind of, uh, you know, positional value again, kind of lower. Um, Bakhtiari fell due to an injury. Their uh, injuries are taken into into oh, account. Man. Most of these guys. Are going into the year healthy? He's one of the few guys that is not, and that okay. affected his ranking for
0: huh. sure. Okay, got it. That's CB. That's a good explanation. That's to explain that because I agree with Long Lost Glazer, Bakhtiari's an elite player, and it sounds like you agree with that too. But the health is a question mark going into the year uh, yeah, for so sure. Like-
1: so like Ronnie Stanley is another guy. So I actually oh, okay. had him ranked 31 overall, but he got hurt and is expected to be ready to start the year. So there's mm-hmm. kind of a difference between the two, right. depending on their current status. I think Bakhtiari, when healthy, is a better player than Ronnie Stanley, but okay. um, he's obviously, you know, if we're looking at, 20, 20, at 2021, it's mm-hmm. hard to take
0: the unknown. Right. That makes sense for sure. I know it's there and uh, I want to get to who you actually have on the list because we talked about God when we talked. We touched a little bit about uh, Ali Marpet and Ryan Jensen and got some explanations there. But let's talk about the actual list. Let me pull it up again here for you because you've got some interesting players, some bucks. We'll focus on bucks. I know people want to ask questions about other players and they're welcome to. But I mean, you've got – so the first buck, I'm going to work from 100 up. And the mm-hmm. first one you've got listed here, or the last one I should say on the list you have is Vita Vea. And a couple spots above him, four spots above him is Jason Pierre Paul. I don't know that many Bucs fans, and I know we're starting to get into cross positional comparisons here. I don't yep. know that many Bucs fans, Jason Pierre Paul, ahead of Vita Vea right now, if they were ranking the best players on the box, best defensive players on the box. Can you unpack a little bit of your rationale there?
1: Of course. Yeah. So, um, You know, a lot of this is what we've seen lately. So Vita was great the first, you know, four or five games of the season until he got hurt in Chicago. You know, even I'm sure most people watch in The Current this week where he said, you know, the Chicago game was his best game right before he got hurt. He got hurt with like a minute or two left, I think. Um, And then obviously he came back for the Packers game. His first two plays in the game, like the edge rushers got sacked. So he certainly has an impact, but we're looking on, you know, Full-season health, like, I don't think durability is a question that seemed like kind of a freak injury, but we kind of need to see a full season of production, of big production from Vita Bay. I mean, he's my favorite player to watch on tape, like, by a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a freak show. JPP, you can argue, you know, certainly has had health concerns, but he really had a solid Who? season last year. J-P-P! Uh, he certainly <laughs> had an incredible season last year with the Bucs. They let him in sacks, so... Um, yeah. Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, he's your money guy. That's where you make your money with, off the edge on sacks and uh, positional value edge rushers certainly over defensive tackles.
0: Yeah. Also, you're a part of JPP's promotional team. We should say that non-skim. <laughs> JPP does he, he, loves the, he
1: loves the JPP
0: voice. I was gonna say, who does it? Everybody does. Uh, Shaq Barrett at 73. You know, I thought that was. You know, I thought I was glad to see him included on the list. I think this is probably about as high as you'll see him on one of these lists. But still, I like, glad to see him on the list because I think he deserves that. Yep. especially you know playoff performance um he's been healthy you know he's been consistent he there's no real question marks with Shaq Barrett there may not be a 19 and a half ceiling every season like some of the other best edge rushers in the league have but he got there one year like that's crazy in and of itself because I don't yep. think he has that annual ceiling year to year but I think he can be a 10 to 12 guy you know 10 and 12 sack guy and so I I am anxious to see but I, I I appreciate you including him on this list was that a pretty easy call for you considering that he's at 73? Um, it wasn't necessarily an easy call because I think once
1: you get off the top like two tiers of edge rushers, so um, you know, not really surprised. Three guys that I have kind of in the top 20 that will be named are gonna be TJ Wad, Khalil Mack, and Miles Garrett. Um, I think we're looking at that kind of as like tier one. Um Nick Bosa, you could probably put in there if he didn't have like a ton of health questions around him. Um he's just been injury riddled like going back to high school. He, you know, could be the best one of them all. Um yep. chase Chase Young, Joey Bosa also has some health things. And I would kind of put Zadarius Smith right on the bottom of that tier. And then below it, maybe the guy with the most poten- or maybe the you know most potential on the list, Brian Burns, who you know we could see put it together. And then I think, like, you know, Shaq, JPP, Chandler Jones I'd put pretty low. I was really high in him, but then, you know, he's getting up there and he's coming off a serious injury. played two games last year, and then Cam Jordan also getting a little long in the tooth. So yeah. some older guys to round out the bottom with JPP on there as well, um, but that can still play for sure.
0: And Vaughn Miller, uh, he's not on the list, is he?
1: So I excluded players that did not play any games for whatever reason, either injury or opt out last year. So like Derwin oh, okay. James, okay. James, Von Miller, um, Daniel so, Hunter, okay. like these guys, like were not included on the list just because they've been away from Easier, football right. so long. It's it's
0: very hard to project where they're going to be. Right. So this is why Brad Seaton's not on the list, right? Of course, yes. <laughs> just saying i'm just making sure you're still like i know we're doing a night pod so I had to make sure all right Devin white at 68 here's where it gets crazy controversial and i I don't even want i mean you're the you're the you're the
1: the Devin white lightning rod
0: (laughs) yes i am i have been on both sides of this battle now man i have been on the on the side of Devin white is we need to pump the brakes a little bit he's not quite as good yet and that we need to calm down and, and I still kind of feel that way about you know the Devin White truthers. And then there's PFF ranking him as the 25th best linebacker in the league going I mean, into 21. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, that can't be right either. So both sides need to come to the middle a little bit.
1: All right. I mean, you need to just admit that you're giving the PFF grades for Devin White because all I'm seeing is a break pumping for you on the Devin White train. Number one in the league is – um yeah, I mean, he is a like when you watch him on tape, uh and when you just watch him on the TV cop, you see a guy flying around. He goes 100 miles an hour. He makes mistakes at 100 miles an hour too, but he goes 100 miles an hour. I think yeah. I think very much like uh Jamal Adams. He's a very polarizing guy, right? Um because occasionally they are out of position and do and you know do struggle in coverage, but they also make you know, tremendous plays when they do make plays. So um, I've gotten a lot of feedback on like, why is Jamal Adams so high? I think, you know, similar with Devin White, I think they're like right on the cusp of being elite, but they haven't put it all together yet. They both have all the potential in the world, um, you know, to be the best at their position maybe. Um, I am not necessarily buying that he's the best linebacker in the league just because there are so many really, really good coverage linebackers highlighted by Fred Warner, who I have have as my uh, LB1. Yeah, that that, that just play you know outstanding coverage and you know impact the game from that but some people value the game a little bit differently some people still want those you know ray lewis thumper guys um who coverage maybe isn't their specialty but you know can impact the game so heavily you know closer to the line of scrimmage
0: right interesting now i i have listen first of all you got to check out my recent work my recent mentions my recent articles even i've said we got to come back. We got to come back a little bit with Devin White for PFF. Now, if you're ESPN's people and you're projecting out, to me, that actually more putting Devin as the best linebacker in the league going into the season makes more sense than putting him as the 25th best linebacker to me, because I believe in projecting ahead. And we just saw him put it together for like the last six games of the year, and yep. he was amazing. I mean, I just think you have to, if I'm betting on something, one end of those extremes, I think both are silly, but I'm going, but it's just funny the disparity we have, right? These are like two pretty good sources. And he's one of the most polarizing players in the league right now. I think.
1: So let let's talk about this. Let's talk about PFF, which is always kind of a lightning rod for controversy. Um, so they have their own like top one hundred list that they're coming out in conjunction with ESPN. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and myself, uh, obviously a much smaller entity. But um, you know, I saw them re- uh, release like a graphic like, whose top one hundred do you like better, like ESPN or ours?" Their top one hundred ranking is not. What their numbers show. Like, they have like Bryce Callahan is like the number three right. corner. They have Stefan Gilmore is like number like 61. Like, how do they have the audacity to just throw these numbers at us weekly? And they're like, you know what? These are our top 10 guys. Like, it's pretty close to average. We scrambled up a little bit. Like, get out of here. <laughs> and I have a lot of friends over at PFF. So, like, yeah, I'm, I like those guys, but like, come on. Oh, yeah. What
0: do we do? No, I hear you. Right. Completely. And and one thing that's fun, trades take into account the context, like, of What's like who has the hardest matchup here? Like, there's no grading for that. Like, Bryce Callahan, for example, could be going up against every team's number three receiver and sure. you know, so and so at outside corner. Carl Davis is gonna have a worse grade, but he's marking ones and man coverage every single week. You tell me which assignment's harder. We've got to find a way to contextualize that right in the grading process. They don't with the grades, but they do with the rankings sometimes. So, it's kind of figuring out where, but then sometimes they'll have like a highly graded player. Whose context is like, yeah, he should probably be lower, and they have him super high, and it's like, what are we? So yeah, right. I struggle as well to to track what they're what they're doing all the time. But Tristan yep. Wirfs, you have him very high up here. What is he, 51 or uh I,
1: know, I think something like that. 62, I think 52,
0: six, six, 62 62. 62. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, so I don't really have any I mean, obviously, right? Like he's what's what we're thinking, Tristan Wirfs is amazing.
1: He's he's fantastic. I mean, gave up one sack this year. Had really one uh, game that wasn't stellar, and even that game was a honestly, it was a pretty good game. Like he talked about yeah. it, like uh, on uh, on he was on you know your guys show yesterday. He was on right. Chris Long's podcast earlier this week. Um, he talked about you know he tried to kind of change stuff up that game, and you know when he tried to stray away from you know the technique he was coached, uh, he had issues. I mean, he's gonna have a rematch against Khalil Mack. Uh, this year, and I think he's gonna fare much better. Tristan Wirfs is
0: an elite tackle, yeah. It's, I don't say that very often about what players that have just played one year. I just think he's a beast. I don't, I don't want to overthink it. Maybe I'll end up dumb, but I think he's already special, so that's how he he could be.
1: He could be like
0: a top 25 guy next year, like, yeah, for sure. I, I don't doubt that at all. Definitely in his wheelhouse, and plus, he doesn't have nearly as hard of matchups, at least on paper, as he had a year ago, so. A uh, long lost Glazer says it kills me to put down a buck. But Carlton Davis at 51 with Javi White at 53, care to explain this one. I don't think injuries are a part of this one, right?
1: No, I mean I honestly so Carlton Davis gets crushed because he gave up a really big quarter to Tyreek Hill. And you know what? He, if any corner, I don't care if it's Jalen Ramsey or you know Xavier Howard or Marlon Humphrey or whoever is singled up on Tyreek Hill with no safety help. They're going to struggle too. So Carlton Davis, until that point, I I did a breakdown of him after the Giants game, which was, uh, I don't remember, it was like maybe like week nine or 10 or something like that. I was pumping his tires for defensive player of the year. He was outstanding. I mean, if you go back to last year, he played two really, or he played DeAndre Hopkins better than anyone I've ever seen play DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, uh, and he has done a really, really good job on Devontae Adams in both their matchups this year. Um, so he's a guy who struggles a little bit with straight line speed. I think he gave a deep ball to Marquez Valdez, Scant- Scantling uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, what I can say is like, I ran this list by several people. I didn't get a ton of feedback to move Carlton Davis lower. I get Tradavius white has a ton of notoriety last year. I think he allowed zero touchdown passes, uh, yep. but he wasn't as strong this year. I do think that they're very closely matched up. Um, i you know i have seen a lot more of carlton davis and i am very impressed by his game so um i am okay with that ranking but i have gotten that has been pointed out to me like hey how come trey white's on higher and,
0: i can't J- imagine bill's mafia would have said anything to you
1: <laughs> yeah no that that, that was uh, that was kind of a big one <laughs> throw this list in the trash
0: trey white or <laughs> yeah. throw trey yourself or in trey the list. trash too <laughs> yeah. throw yourself through a table and then in the trash
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Trey White as a as a player. Fifty three is a very good right. ranking for a cornerback. I think he's yeah. quarterback six.
0: Yeah, he's he's very very good player. I I, I I'm pretty big on Carlton. Ta- it's crazy because I was big on Trey White coming out. Was not as big on Carlton Davis coming out. Carlton Davis just has maximized everything he's got. Man, he is not like this amazing, twitchy, fast. You know, he's just not like an unreal athlete. He's a fine athlete. He's not a bad mm-hmm. athlete. It's a fine athlete. He Just. but he's just he's committed man he's technical he's tough he's smart and he's got a lot of traits i really like that i think will age well too by the way i know
1: Um, i know he didn't i didn't i know he didn't have a great year but look at what he did to michael thomas this year i mean michael thomas had uh i think like 17 yards in week one or or nine and only nine of them were on carlton davis like he is an absolute monster that does not Mm -hmm. get enough respect nationally i think right you, you know when you look at that I would put him right in the tier two of corners, Carlton Davis, Trey White, James Bradbury. Um, you know, I think you can kind of mix those guys up.
0: James Bradbury and Carlton Davis did not make the ESPN top 10 poll survey of around the league. I, I, I could kind of leave it on Carlton just because I'm sure people watched the time Carlton, Carlton wasn't,
1: he, he was an, he was an honorable he, mention.
0: He mention Right. And so was Bradbury, but I couldn't Bradbury. believe Bradbury didn't make it. I, I think he's a stud as well. So uh, interesting. Uh, God, he's off the Panthers and out of our <laughs> Seriously. He was a problem for Mike Evans. Mike Evans does not do. like him. Yeah. Although I thought Evans played him great in the Giants game this past year. Yep. I really did. I, I thought, did. I know his stats weren't great, but Brady missed him a few times. I thought he was open a lot against yep. Bradbury. So, Brawlio wants to know. Steven curious are you still on the tb12 hydration goals oh look at so
1: so yes I'm drinking a lot of water I did take a little bit of time off so uh people may remember if they were following me during the bucks playoff run I said as soon as that Monday started I was doing the tb12 method for as long as the bucks in the playoffs, and I was 100 percent strict about it like Nothing. If there was like a little bit of peanut butter left on a spoon that I was or a knife that I was making my son a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, wasn't having it, not even licking the knife. Um, and I was doing 100. I was doing about 125 ounces of water a day. You're at my weight on about 200 pounds, you're supposed to do about 100. I was crushing it doing a little bit more on game days. Now I'm trying to do the minimum of tb12 which is 100 ounces a day for me um and i'm doing okay and i've been doing it for for uh, you know a week or two sometimes i'll have off days but i try to stick to it tb12 method is the truth if any of you guys are out, are out there um looking to try it i would highly highly recommend it
0: wow you you do promotions for tom brady too i didn't know that too that's awesome you got you got it in with the box man i love it all right here we got to talk about another speaking of promotions speaking of shameless shameless yep. plug we got another promotion here Underdog that's fantasy, good. let's talk about it. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. On underdog fantasy, you just draft, you don't have to worry about waivers or lineups or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season long best ball team, and that's it. No season. You're gonna give you twenty-five dollars when you sign up so you can take a free shot at a one million dollar grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use the promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. Their mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. To do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for the season. Remember, go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, the Google Play Store, sign up with the code Pewter, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. With underdog. Got some got some pewter report fantasy leagues that are going to be hitting the airwaves here soon that you're going to be hearing about having the opportunity to join with us and draft with us. It's going to be a fun time, Bucks fans. So stay tuned to that. Get yourself involved with underdog. Use that promo code. Download the app and stand by to hear more about how you can get in a league with some pewter reporters to try to beat us this season in fantasy football. All right, let's get back to the list real quick here. We're almost done. We got to wrap up a few more, few more names we need to touch on. Levante David over there, at fifty-eight. We're going back down the list from Carlton Davis. We jumped ahead to take that question, but Levante David at fifty-eight. How many linebackers? I didn't. I didn't do the math here ahead of him. I think you have three ahead right, of him. I believe
1: L, LB four. Yeah,
0: LB four. Okay, so so what puts them behind the guys ahead of them? I know it's what Fred Warner, Eric Kendricks, and Bobby Wagner.
1: Yep. Um I, you know, he's two spot or three spots behind Bobby Wagner. I think they're pretty similar. Um I thought Levant I've watched, you know, every slap in Levante since twenty fifteen. Uh, I thought he slipped a little bit towards the end of this year. Um, he is getting a little bit older. he's still you know what I would consider like almost a perfect football player like he's always mm. in the right spot. his instincts are incredible. Devin White has more of the physical tools right now. Levante is still super fast um, but you know Devin White is just you know bigger stronger faster at this point. Um, Levante is just so smart up here. Um, and, you know, really motivates the football team. He's a, he's a great player who still has, you know, um, some years left. We signed to, I believe, a two-year deal. That's kind of team-friendly. So um, hopefully, you know, he stays at that elite level and can, you know, right off the sunset wearing a Bucks jersey.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, you're spot on with LeVante David. I mean, he still just has so many good traits. You know, 58 might seem low to some people. but I think it's a great rank. I mean, that's people don't again. People are underestimating how hard it is to get onto a top 100. Huh. Um, I think it, it should be really, really, really difficult. Uh, elite players are at 58 overall, so I think it's a good ranking for him. All right, Mike Evans is the is the highest buck on this on this top 100 that you have. Obviously, there's 20 spots to go. I yep. think we notice at least one name that isn't on here that will probably be in that top twenty. Is it just one buck? Can we can we know that or is that too much uh, information? It's really? it's just one buck. One buck. All right, so we could we could figure out probably who that is. But Mike Evans, other than that, is the highest ranked Buccaneer, and he is forty sixth overall on your rankings. So two bucks in the top fifty, other bunch in the fifty one to yep. fifty one to seventy five range, really. Um. Mm-hmm. So what was the route Evans this past season? And you said, other than you-know-who is going to be in the top 20, Mike Evans was the best Tampa Bay Buccaneer going into 2021, right?
1: Yep. So, I mean, he's coming off a career high, 13 touchdowns in the regular season. He had two more on the, in the playoffs. Um, you know, the Bucks have so many weapons at receiver. He's coming off the record that everyone wanted to see him get, you know, seven straight thousand-yard seasons. He's going for eight this year. I don't see why he won't get it. Um But he's just like such a great, great football player in terms of size uh, and speed. And his route running has gotten so much better over the years. Um, He's really a complete receiver. He is, you know, getting a little bit older, but he's still kind of in his prime. Um, I I put a couple young guys over him. I put DK Metcalf, um, who's a little bit bigger, stronger, faster, um, and AJ Brown, who, um you know similar as far as um you know he's just you know he's a put your team on your back guy mike evans it's it's hard to parse necessarily because you can't just look at stats and be like okay this guy's better because the bucks are spreading the ball around so much more whereas aj brown's just getting force-fed every time they need a big play they're going to aj brown um whereas we got you know chris godwin antonio brown we got scotty miller sometimes mr january tyler johnson um so uh Yeah, Mike Evans, though, you know, if he was just the guy on the football team, like, yeah, I don't see why he could put up, you know, 1,500 yards uh, and 18 touchdowns. But um, it's about winning. And he got it. He won a lot this year.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I did the same thing with DJ Metcalf and AJ Brown, and I got some, some, and I did it on a Bucks site. So I blow back for that as well. And I have Chris Godwin over Evans as well. I think Evans is a heck of a player. Uh, You have Godwin over Evans? Yes, I've Godwin over Evans. Here's my rationale, by the way. And this was actually a column I did too, by the way. I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, but I did a column on who's better, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. And I went trait by trait at the at the traits I use on my grading scale to to rank wide receivers. So I I used I did the same, I ran them through the same traits basically, but looking at it from NFL tape rather than looking at college tape. And yep. what I said was to me, Godwin possessed a lot of the th- things the traits that i really value in a receiver i think both mm-hmm. are elite route runners i didn't mm-hmm. really give either the edge in terms of separation i gave evans an edge a little bit as a vertical receiver but i still think chris godwin's really good when he's asked to do that the mm-hmm. things that stood out to me for godwin he's better after the catch i think he that's a hugely valuable oh, trade receiver. right like, yeah. right and i think that's that's a big part of godwin's game that we sleep on a little bit that I think is really really important. So that was one area I gave him. And then another one that I gave him was this is going to surprise some people, but I wish I had the numbers. I should have pulled him up for the show, but Chris Godwin is actually a better contested catch receiver than Mike Evans has been for the last 2 years. Chris Godwin, you could make an argument based on the numbers his contested catch percentage that he's the best and over how consistent it's been over his whole career really that he's the best contested catch receiver in the league. Now, people don't think of it necessarily as him winning jump balls over dudes down the field all the time, but Chris Godwin makes catches with guys coming over his back. He makes catches well outside his frame. The guys are contesting. He does. He makes all the types of catches while he's being hit, while he's, while he's battling off a defender. And I think Evans is a good contested catch receiver for sure. I think that part of his game gets a little bit propped up. And it mm-hmm. shouldn't. And I think the part of his game that gets a little put down is his separation ability. I think he's a terrific route runner and a much better okay. separator than people think. People think he's just a big linear jump ball guy. It just couldn't be further from. Mm-hmm. Him. I just don't think that's his game, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you're spot on with the the run after the catch thing. I mean, do, did you account like physical profile into it? Because you know Godwin certainly is like a nice size receiver, but Evans is like Evans yeah. is Megatron minus like eight pounds. Like, they're right. the same size. Like, yeah, that like his people frame, don't talk about that enough,
0: right? I mean, his frame is awesome yeah, at this point, but at, at, at this point in their careers, I think this many may years, in, or I think it just kind of is what it is. Like, can you wait? It's how you play with that frame at this point already. Both guys are pretty developed, in my opinion. So, I yeah. think it was like, like with Metcalf, yeah, that might be a factor because like he can still keep getting better this freak, right. you know, he's, he's insane. That's why he had it for both guys. I think AJ Brown, both you could say that about. So, yeah. but with Evans and Godwin, I like I said, I think Godwin wins in more of the ways that Evans wins than Evan mm-hmm. wins in the game ways that Godwin wins. Okay. So I'd rather have Godwin. But they were like literally one spot. I mean, I think Godwin was eight, Evans was nine.
1: But let's PFF it because Evans has taken that number one corner.
0: That's right. That's <laughs> the best argument for Mike Evans. And I said that in the column. I said the yep. best argument for Mike Evans is that he always gets the number one guy and or most of the time gets the number one guy. And Chris Godwin doesn't really get the number one guy. Really, mm-hmm. hardly ever. So yep. that is a good argument for Evans. It's contextual. Context. Also, we can't. We don't know what Chris Cohen would do against the number one corner. So we can't rule him out because of it. But we can definitely use it to say, "We here's what we know with Mike Evans, and we've seen it happen, and it's a big plus in his favor." I think on the tape, I like Godwin's skill set better. But you're right. That's the best argument for Evans is that he takes on the number one guy. Can't get away we, from that part of the argument.
1: We we have a sample size. There are guys that he struggles against. Marshawn Lattimore typically what, doesn't have great games against. Like James Bradbury, right. like typically doesn't have great games against. So yeah, you're right. Like we have not really had that. We don't have that finite answer for Godwin yet. But hey, we'll get that right. this year.
0: Ho- ho- hopefully we get it. Hopefully we don't get it. Actually, hopefully he stays. Yeah, in. Hopefully Mike, Mike stays Long-term, healthy. And, yeah. We never find out. <laughs> Yeah. Num- we never know what god would be yeah um but by we didn't even mention antonio brown and he, i know he's not in your top 100 either and there's just probably too much we don't need to get into it i don't think that much right it's just too much not enough time on the field right to qualify
1: yeah um like what could he do like we saw i think it was the atlanta game he had like you know what something like nine catches for like 125 and two touchdowns and like kind of a, a big game if he gets to opportunity can do that every week right right yeah but like you know if we're if we're thinking about this as like a draft and like positional value and other things like kind of off the field stuff kind of play into this, which is kind of hard. Yeah. Uh, something that I, I might get heat for is I do have Deshaun Watson in my top twenty with an asterisk, mm-hmm. like assuming no suspension because we don't know what's happening. But it's hard to just not list him because he's a top five, six quarterback. Like he is an elite, elite player. We don't right. know what's going to happen with him, obviously. So, right. Um, but yeah, you guys. He's a top twenty player.
0: Doesn't mean we support him. He's off the field. If it, you know. Of course. We, just, we know he's a good of football course,
1: player. <laughs> of course. But I'm just trying to compare like him and Antonio Brown. Like Antonio Brown. Like Antonio Brown is like one big mistake from like being gone. So like yeah. from any team, uh, especially yeah. the box but like you, you got to kind of take
0: that into account. Right. Right. For sure. It's definitely worth considering for sure. So yeah, interesting. I mean, we've got uh, lots of comments on the Evans Godwin. Mike never makes the catch that Godwin did. Boxing not Savage in the Green Bay game. I think he could, but I I agree that Godwin just has unbelievable body control to get slept on. The only main trait of playing the position that Evans really lacks is his yak ability. Yeah, I think that is a. It's if you if you ever list the weakness of, of Evans, I think yak ability is a is an overlooked important trait for a receiver, and that's always been. I will say this: he fights, man. He's tough. That Rams game, like he's tough. Yeah. You know, he just has no elusiveness, no real tackle. Program, right, but he'll, so he'll like, push through guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the Super Bowl, he had the one catch for 31 yards. He had some nice, like, yards out to catch. But he's not – like, that Rams game, that touchdown you're talking about where it's, like, you know, second and third efforts, you don't really see that as much. He's more of, like, a go-down, get-out-of-bounds guy, which is – you know, that's okay. Marvin Harrison did that too. I don't think it's a coincidence why he has, like, great durability. Like, people haven't been able to break that record. It's He's not the best receiver ever after seven seasons – but he right. is arguably the most durable. <laughs> like that's why he's been able to do that.
0: Right. Yeah. That consistency, man. It's it, it, people cannot sleep on that consistency, man. Is just yeah. so big. You know, somebody mentioned today. I think it was our old Taylor Jenkins, who used to work for Peter Port. He mentioned he would take Amari Cooper. He said on Twitter over Evans or Godwin, and I just said I can't do it, man. Like consistency Get out of here, dude. I, you know, like I mean, I just Chris, I, come on. Yeah, I just I know, Grace. Come on, dude. I was just like. I don't know. I don't know what Amari Cooper I'm getting all the time. I think he's unbelievable talent. I just am not. I'm not sold on Amari Cooper week to week like I'm sold on Evans or Rodwin. Like that's just my I mean, opinion. On the
1: Amari Cooper that's playing Vernon Hargraves every week, I'll take that. But yeah, that's jeez. I think what that. You I just think that might have been. I think. I think that might have been before your time, John.
0: No, I was. I mean, my time covering the Bucks, but not my time yes. watching football. I yes, saw I saw, I mean, and I went back and watched the 2019 season before last season, and I was like, how was this guy starting for a chunk of this season? Like, Amari
1: it's hard Cooper to believe
0: took- that was just in 2019, man. Amari Cooper took him to the woodshed. Oh my <laughs> gosh, my, that's amazing. He showed his face on the field again, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but no, it's good stuff. It's great insight. I love talking about these things because, like you said, it's ambiguous, right? There isn't like one set ranking that just makes sense that's right uh there's a lot of different ways to look at these things there's different ways to value things there's injuries there's character there's whether they played last season there's just a lot of context needed and i think that's an important part of what makes lists like this fun and not necessarily something for people to get all up in arms about and block people on twitter about and stuff like that it's fun like we should treat it as that
1: yeah we, i uh, it's, it's kind of fun back and forth so i've gotten into i've gotten into you know a couple unpleasant back and forth but uh uh gotten some fun back and forth Chris Long was talking about how he thinks Montez Sweat is actually better than Chase Young which was an interesting take um do not uh, agree at
0: all but I do think we've jumped the gun on Chase Young a little bit
1: sure but it's when so I don't think he's better than the two Bosa brothers but when you factor in health if I know okay I'm gonna get one of these three guys and I have to take all of their injury concerns into the season like into this year, I would take Chase Young over those two guys. But you look at Joey Bosa. He's played five years. He's only played two full seasons. Like he's missed fairly significant time in three seasons. Uh, Nick Bosa has had injuries going back to high school. He played two games last year. Like he could have been, you know, defensive player of the year is rookie year. I think he's awesome. And of those three, probably the best by a long shot if he's healthy. But I don't know if I'm getting that guy.
0: Right, exactly. You don't always know. And injuries make it so hard. I I, right. I take injuries out because I don't know if I'm a doctor. A doctor could look at Joey Bosa right now and be like, yeah, likelihood of this dude getting hurt ever again is the same as every other player in the league. There's just no carryover from the injuries he's had in the past. You know That could be the case. I don't know. So I, don't, I can't say, so I always just take it out. But if you're considering it, yeah, it throws a wrinkle in it that makes things really, really difficult. Yep. Speaking of throwing a wrinkle in your typical package here – We got to talk about a special promotion that we've got going on with our friends over at Manscaped. And Scott Reynolds said, make sure we do the Manscaped read and the Manscaped promotion when Stephen Chase on the podcast, because he knew you would appreciate a little manscaping. Summer's here. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Compliment. Your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guys summer by going to Manscaped.com for twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code Pewter P-E-W-T-E-R. The Manscaped 4.0. I mean, let's let's talk about what's in this package here. You get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop very preserv- key. Very key. Scott has talked about that on the pod before. Crop preserver bald deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. The lawnmower performance package 4.0 with the lawnmower 4.0. That thing's got an unbelievable light on it. So you can see everything you got to take care of down there. Yes, you got the travel lock, so you're not running out, batteries not running out an inconvenient time. You leave it on in your bag, etc. Uh, it's waterproof, clutch, very clutch. Uh, comes with that amazing bag. The boxers that this thing comes with are probably the most comfortable thing I've ever worn in my entire life. Uh, The ball deodorant clutch, again, this package just has it all. You got to get it. Uh, It's the performance package 4.0. You can get it with 20% off plus free shipping with that promo code pewter, 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R with our friends over at manscaped Love steven it. this was great stuff man we got through a lot of stuff we talked a lot of good ball it's always fun catching up with you i appreciate you jumping on here before you go can you gave us a jpp can you give us a giovanni barnard
1: <laughs> so th- th- i think this is actually going to catch on because tristan works is on it a couple of guys have talked to me about it uh i think we're i think we're gonna see uh, uh this one catch on big this year but uh my buddy uh, giovanni barnard <laughs>
0: I just can't believe the roles you get on those R's are just incredible.
1: So what's what's actually crazy is like the Bucks are like seeing like great success. Obviously now, the JPP thing I've been doing for his entire career, and he just comes to Tampa, and then you know that becomes a thing. Um, and then I have maybe like two or three other athletes that I do this for. Giovanni Bernard was one and he gets you know dealt here. He and so I, I immediately busted it out. And you know, that's that's you know this year. It's
0: thing. funny, everybody's excited about Brady finally his protection. Brady is finally the <laughs> back to throw to. You're like, I yeah. get to do the name on Twitter yeah. for a buck. I love it. Yes, that's great stuff. Everybody make sure you're following Steven on Twitter at Steven S T E V E N C H E A H. Make sure you're following him on Twitter. He is the best in the business. He is a terrific follow, and he does great work. So make sure you give him your time and energy and be polite to him, even if you disagree <laughs> with his top 100, or you'll have me to answer to. Steven, <laughs> thank you so much for joining the show today, man. We really appreciate it.
1: Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you to everybody for listening.
0: Absolutely. And it's, been it. great, yeah, it's been great stuff. Next week on the Pew Report podcast, we will be back. We've got lots in store for you. We've got more guests lined up for you. And by the way, Buck's training camp is 10 days away nine i guess this is the end of the day today So let's say nine days let's just call it nine nine we're in single digits cannot even wait oh great stuff coming great stuff coming on the peter report podcast so keep it tuned right here and we thank you all for another great week and another great uh attendance of all our shows on the peter report podcast out out